Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. You guys ready? Okay. So we're going to read through it. I tried to do a quick count. I think there's 26 men just in the room, not including online. Uh, 33. Wow. You're right. So let's go into that. Um, We've got only 17 verses, but we're going to read all 17. Uh, James 4, um, verse 1, it says, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Come on. So the first point is that we need to know our battles. Know your battle. We know that we're not at battle, at war against flesh and blood, but the things, uh, principalities of spirit, right? Principalities. We're at war, but we do battle with our own flesh, do we not? The battle beneath. Come on, man. The battle beneath eventually leads to what we breed. Okay? Your desires below the belt, deep within you, that are the cause of many of your fights. The battle within eventually is going to come out. This is so true. Whether we admit it or not, before we are angry or disappointed with others, we are usually angry and disappointed with ourselves. Show of hands. Would you agree? When we don't get what we want or things aren't lining up with our expectations, eventually we explode. When things don't line up with your expectations, eventually you explode. Something is going to ignite. That doesn't always come out the right way or the way we want it to. The way things are, it might be the way things are going in your finances or even in your family, the way your family is acting, their health, what we hope for, what we, how we hope to provide for them, but haven't or couldn't. When our health isn't where we would like it to be, when we feel trapped and not living up to our own desires, that's when our patience expires. (laughs) Verse 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask God. Right? But there also needs to be an alignment. Our motives need to be aligned with the mission. We need to be reminded to to seek first and lean not on our own understandings, right? That things aren't always going to go the way that we planned. And that's why he, he taught his disciples as he taught us how to pray. Matthew 9 or 6, 9 to 13. And we quote Matthew 6, 33. It's one of our favorites, is it not? But seek first the kingdom of God, and all things will be given to you as well. In context, and then verse 34 to follow. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough worry by itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Come on. Verse 3 of James 4 says, when you ask, okay, when you ask, You do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may, oh, this hit hard, 
that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Whoa. Anybody else read that? Or did you just try to ignore that part and just keep going? Just keep going, Lord. <laughs> Please don't park there, Pastor. <laughs> oh, Lord. What are the wrong motives? Here it's, it says it so you can get your own pleasures. Again, God knows the desires of our heart, and he's okay with us having stuff. He just doesn't want the stuff to have us. It can't be our main motive. Otherwise, we'll miss our meaning. To be a blessing. The promise that was spoken over Abraham is the promise that is spoken over you that he will make you a blessing. Not just bless you, he will make you a blessing. For we aren't, we know we aren't to store up treasures on earth where they will rust, but store treasures in the kingdom of heaven. Again, I'm, I have nothing against, uh, people being blessed and having stuff. Again, it's are you being good stewards of the stuff? Do you realize it's none of it's even yours? <laughs> it all belongs to him. One day we'll stand before him and hopefully we'll all hear the same thing. Well done, my good and faithful servant, Jer. You know, what are you doing with what he's given you? Faithful in little before faithful in much, but you won't have much if you don't have the right motive. B, know the meaning of your motive. No, actually, I pluralize that, motives. Know the meaning of of your motives. Wrong motives can lead to a miscarriage of miracles. <laughs> right? Ouch. You can ask for the right thing and not get it because you have the wrong motive. And maybe sometimes it's for your benefit. Right? Why, Lord? Why haven't I gotten this thing? Just wait. I'm. You can't handle it yet. I'd love to give it to you now, but I don't want you to have a miscarriage of that miracle because others are waiting on you. You got to steward what I've given you first before you're always thinking of the next thing. Well, if I just get and I just have and then and then and then I'll be able to do more for you, Lord. Well, why don't you just start with what I've given you right now? Gideon, why don't you go on the strength that I've given you? Go on the strength that I've given you. How often are our are, are motives selfish? Only a small percent of the time. <laughs> right? How often are our motives selfish? And I wrote this as a, a question. I, I believe I put it in your notes. When's the last time I had a selfish motive? No, write it down. This is between you and God. Think of the last motive that you've had that may have been selfish, although you might have convinced yourself it's not. But just do, do, just do a check for a moment, right? Because faith cannot fix what you're not willing to face. So is there a motive recently that I've had that could possibly be a selfish motive? Write it down. When we ask, we must ask, who will this advance? Is this going to advance me? Is this going to further me? If it's just so that we can gain wealth for ourselves and further our own name and just build our own kingdom, 
Or is it truly, could you honestly answer, this is truly to fulfill God's kingdom, God's purpose, and God's plans? If so, you got the right motive. You know, I had a call with Rick this week, and he reminded me, I don't know who said it, but Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun, and if you, if you look for it enough, and it's probably biblical, give the glory to God, please. <laughs> but, but Rick said to me, hey, we work for a giving, not for a living. Oh, man. I think I put that in your notes. You should, you should, you should speak that one to an existence. Don't just think about it. Speak it. I work for a giving, not for a living. Proverbs 11, 24 to 25 says the life of the generous gets larger and larger. The life of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Those that refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I work for a giving, not for a living. Otherwise, you're going to be a slave. Will you not? Who's really set free? The man that works for a given or the man that just works for a living? Right? We reap what we sow specifically. Pastor Morris did a great message on that. It's not like you don't reap, you don't sow love and expect to get finances. Just saying. That was a huge uh, revelation for me one day. No, specifically, you reap what you sow. You don't put corn in the ground and expect to get beans. Right? You reap what you sow. And some of us have been using the excuse and not sowing in a certain area because selfishly, we haven't released that area yet to God. So we say, well, Lord, I'll sow of my time and expect to get for you to just bless all my finances. No, I'll bless you with time. You sow time, I'll bless you with time. You sow in a relationship, I'll bless you in your relationship. You sow in finances, I'll bless you in your finances. You sow in my word. Look out. You're going to get wisdom. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, we don't like the trials, especially the ones where we got to face the truth. <laughs> but God's conditioning us, man. He's conditioning us before what, Rick? He conditions us before he positions us. Woo! <laughs> Love it. One of us loves it. We don't love it when we're going through conditioning, right? We're just too caught up in the feelings instead of moving in our faith. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Going to the gym hurts, Lee. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's tiring. But the reward is great. The greater the resistance, the greater the reward. Are you with me this morning, man? Okay, good. Good. Thank you. In verse uh, 6 to 7, it says, but he gives us more grace. Highlight that. Thank you, Jesus. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. But he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Last point is submit. And resist. Submit and resist. The key is for us as men is to daily submit ourselves to the Lord. Hourly, minute by minute. Not just once on Sunday at the beginning of your week. <laughs> Come on. Proverbs 16, 2-3 says, All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord what." Ever you do, 
and he will establish your steps. Wow. Isn't it cool that I'm going into Proverbs and I'm coming back here with Jacob because he's, he's referencing Proverbs. His biggest, one of the biggest influences of the, of the text that he's sharing with us in snapshots and quick punches and jabs and, is Proverbs. Man, if you just read a proverb a day and you meditated on it and you spoke it out and you applied it to your life, where would you be? See, there's always a, a process to the promise. Submission before succession. And that doesn't stop, by the way. Don't think you ever succeed in life and then you don't have to submit to anyone ever again. No, you'll have to submit to God and you'll have to submit to men that he puts wise counsel over you. It doesn't stop. You don't become less humbled, you become more humbled. You should. If you expect to be lifted up. We must first submit to God and then resist the devil. We are called to refrain from doing or having certain things that may be tempting or unwise. We are called to oppose and object anything that comes up against the word of God. That starts with ourself, starts in our heart, and it starts in our home. Actually, it starts in your head. For we are to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Come on. And not to conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Romans 12. Here's a little fun exercise I thought of this morning for us to do, and that is to make a list of things that you need to submit and resist in your life. I'll give you a few examples on the submit to God and the resist the devil. I put submit your relationships. Resist lust. Okay, if you can't, if you, if you don't know the difference between the two, the enemy's already got you. What do you need to submit and what do you need to resist? Love gives, lust takes. Submit control and resist manipulation. Submit desires, resist idolatry. Anything that you put before the Lord is becomes an idol, does it not? All right. You like that? You, 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 do you do the homework? That's up to you. Get out of it as much as you put in. Um, James 1.11, for all of our numbers men there too. One, one, one. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. Ho, oh, this hits hard. It's cool how he's... He's referencing and, and coming back to when Jesus spoke to the religious leaders and they wanted him to say, you know, out of all the laws written in the Torah, all the laws that were given through, not just the Ten Commandments, but the 613 laws that they had taken and made, they, they said, wait, teacher, what's the most important law? He says, everything hangs off this. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. And here he brings it back to relationship. Back to our motives. And he catches us with our words. Why? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Thank God for his grace. But you got to do something about it when you know that you're wrong or if you're saying or not saying the right things. That's on us. 
Proverbs 16, 28 also says a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip spreads or separates, sorry, close friends. And gossip separates close friends. Where have you tolerated talk or gossip in your circle that you need to put a stop to? Sometimes not standing up for what's right, not speaking out, is sin by omission. You omit to do what is right. You're like, well, Lord, I didn't get involved, but you had an opportunity to show my love, to speak my love, to build up and encourage one another. First Thessalonians 5.11. And you omitted to do so. You didn't just have the opportunity to feed and clothe and visit in prison, right? Because he says, just as you do to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do unto me. How else will they know that you are his disciples but your love for one another? And in that moment, they're not speaking love. So speak love. Speak love and truth. Truth in love. Right? It's amazing how love will cover a multitude of sins. (laughs) In that moment, there's some sinning going on. How are you going to overcome it? Love. Speak love. Build up. Encourage. A final caution that that he had at the end, and I was debating leaving it out, but then I felt convicted not to. Final caution about boasting about tomorrow. Wow. Verses 15 to 17. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and we will do this or we will do that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If any, anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. What's the Lord's will for his church? His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When it comes to fulfilling the law, every everything, everything hangs off this. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. The Lord's will is that none should perish, but everyone should come to repentance. When we are commissioned to make disciples, of Jesus. In Psalm 25, 4 to 5, it says, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Psalm 25, 8 to, eight to 9, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them the way. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And finally, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 has been this overarching theme verse that we keep hearing. To trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. And in all ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path or make your path straight. Would you stand with me, men? Before you make moves, check your motive. Before you make moves, check your motive. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the insight, the revelation it gives us. 
We thank you, Lord, that it, it, it turns what looks like a season of setback to a moment of setup. Because we set up and lift up your name higher than any other name. We lift up your word, and on that word, we build everything. The foundation, the rock, you are the cornerstone in which we stand. Lord, we thank you that you bless us, that you will not forsake us. We thank you that you go before us, and we thank you that you speak to us right now. We thank you that even in our weakness, your strength is made perfect, whole, whole. Lord, thank you for these moments of grace. Thank you for these moments of humility, repentance. Thank you for these moments where we can stand brother to brother, shoulder to shoulder, and lift the other up when the other is feeling down. Thank you for this house. Thank you for setting us apart and calling us forward. Lord Jesus, we want to honor you today. We don't want to just be hearers of the word. We want to be doers of the word. We want to be motivated by you and you alone. Thank you for your correction. Thank you for your alignment. I just pray over each man that is here today, Lord, that the Holy Spirit, you touch him in a mighty way wouldn't go back or look back as they put their hand to the plow. Lord Jesus, they, they would know who you have called them to be for such a time as this. For friendships that are God-appointed and anointed. For hands that can heal. Hands that can fix. Hands that can play and give worship to your name. Hands that can love. Lord, again, as we come before your altar this morning, if there's anything that was said that was not of you, we ask it to drop dead by, in the name of Jesus. And those words that we, we heard in your word that spoke to us in our hearts, your words, we pray would take root in our heart. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.